The Cardinals and Padres began their three-game series at Petco Park last night, but the Cardinals forgot something. Their bats. Another empty night at the plate for the Redbirds. Pujol speaks on the chase for 700 and why I think he should or shouldn't come back next season. And we've got a farm report today, which features a record-tying hitter, a Texas League Pitcher of the Week, and a 19-year-old showing some pop. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffron. I am a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also available on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So the Cardinals offense struggling right now. Their bats are dry. Their bats are dry ice cold, I should say. They're like sucking down a Slurpee too fast. Brain freeze cold right now. After being shut out for the second consecutive game and their 5 to nothing loss to the Padres last night. One of those games, too, where, you know, it's West Coast. We have to stay up late, and um, you saw nothing. <laughs> it seemed like a, a complete waste of time, almost. The only run the Cardinals have scored in their last 34 innings came in the 11th inning on Saturday night when they began the inning with a runner on second base. That's right, the ghost runner. And he scored because he got hit by the ball while running out of the baseline on his way home. Now, the sunny side of things, because I like to keep things positive for the most part. I don't I don't like to just be negative constantly. I'm not a yeller and a screamer all the time. But the sunny side of this from last night is uh, that the Brewers, they lost again to the Mets. So their magic number for the Cardinals to clinch the division still fell, dropped down to six. But man, is this getting rough to watch. I mean... The first hit for the Cardinals was a single by Pujols leading off the fifth. He also singled with two outs in the ninth. Alec Burleson followed the single in the fifth with another hit, but Yadier Molina grounds into a double play, and Lars Newbar grounds out. Their other hits were a two-out double by Paul Goldschmidt in the sixth and a one-out single by Nolan Arenado in the ninth. That's it. That's all they got. <laughs> uh, the double, by the way, was the 40th of the season for Goldschmidt. Uh, which ties him for fourth in Major League Baseball with Nolan Arenado, the Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte, and the Red Sox, J.D. Martinez. Uh, Goldschmidt's double also snapped a streak of 99 at-bats by the Cardinals since their last extra base hit, which was Yadier Molina's uh, home run in the third inning of Game 1 on Saturday's doubleheader. They had 11 singles in 30 innings in between the two extra base hits. That's where we're at right now. The Cardinals were 0-4. With a runner in scoring position in their last 34 innings, or just one for 18 with a runner on second or third base. Uh, Danny Mack and Brad Thompson joking last night that maybe Miles Michaelis needs to burn some sage <laughs> to like break this up. I don't care what you burn, burn whatever you want sage, incense, 
uh, garbage, leaves. Aren't burning leaves? Burning leaves is illegal too, I think, right? Old Playboy magazine. I don't care what you burn, but somebody do something. It's just not fun to watch when there's just no offense out there. And here's the thing. It's not all on the offense, but most of it is. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, Adam Wainwright, he allowed four runs over six innings of work last night, including two in the first inning. Again, the Cardinals drop into a hole, and they got to come from behind. Uh, this was his first loss in four September starts, but his ERA for the month right now, 5.57. He's allowed 13 earned runs over 21 innings. The Padres scored their final run off Packy Naughton in the seventh, in case you were wondering. But the uh, two guys that have led this pitching staff most of the season, Wainwright and Michaelis, they haven't been great lately. Hasn't been an easy road for them. Wayno says he's dealing with some dead arm issues, and perhaps that's happened to Michaelis as well. He hasn't spoken out about it, that that's something he's dealing with. But again, you can't win if you don't score runs. So even when you're giving up three, four runs a game, you're still losing because you're not hitting right now. And the offense is just so much better than this. It's so much better than what we've seen, not only in the last couple of days where they've pretty much hit rock bottom offensively, but the month of September where almost everyone's bats have gone south and not like just a little bit south. Like I'm talking south pole south, like way down there, real, real bad. In August, when the team took off after the all-star break and the uh, trade deadline, they hit a combined 281 in 29 games. So far in September, they're hitting an abysmal 226. Paul Goldschmidt, 343 in August, 241 in September. Nolan Arenado, 365 in August, player of the month, 210 in September. Lars Newpar, 284 in August. He's now down to 91 in September. Corey Dickerson hit 411 in August, 276 in September, but just hitting 95 in the last week. Brendan Donovan, 339 in August, 220 in September. Albert Pujols, nobody is safe from this rant right now. Albert Pujols, the God himself, 361 in August, 196 in September. Now, again, I, I don't want to be a negative guy the whole time, and I want to just bag on these guys who do bad without pointing out that there are a couple of dudes that have been hitting okay and have stepped up this month. Tommy Edmond, who was kind of down in August at 266. He's up to 390 in September. Yadier Molina, 174 in August. September Yachty hitting 326. But that's really been it. I mean, Tyler O'Neill before he got hurt, wasn't doing all that much. Uh, Nolan Gorman went from hitting 231 in August, which isn't great, and then just completely fell off a cliff at 138. Lost his job at second base, got sent down to Memphis again. That's how bad it got for him. I mean, he wasn't even getting at bats anymore. And the Cardinals are hoping that sending Gorman back to Memphis will give him a chance to get regular bats this week that he likely would not have gotten on this road trip. I mean, Ollie has stuck him at the end of the bench and was like, just sit over there. Just get away from me right now. He'd been just four of 35 in his last 14 games. So you can see why. He's also struck out 24 times in his last 55 at bats because there, there's a difference between being prone to strikeouts, which we knew Gorman was. And then striking out at an alarming rate like that. 24 times at 55 at-bats? You can't put the ball in play? His confidence looks shot. He looks totally lost at the plate. So sending him down to Memphis, probably a good thing. But here's the problem. It's not just against major league hitters. And I get it. Small sample size. But 
he got the start for Memphis last night and he was hitless in five at bats, struck out three more times. So not good. He was, uh, or he will be, I should say. He will be eligible to return to the Major League roster before the end of the regular season. But if he doesn't figure something out, then what's the point of bringing him back? I mean, it's not like you're going to have him come in as a defensive replacement for anybody. And if he can't hit the ball, what's the point of having him on the team? Now, Juan Yepes did get recalled to replace Gorman and is expected to start against left-handers. And I've kind of missed uh, Juan in the lineup. I really have. Um, forearm injury. Remember that? He heard it like on a throw from left field. Went on the uh, I.L. Then started rehabbing. And uh, since the injury down in Memphis, 275, seven home runs. Solid stuff. Okay. And Yepes is that right-handed bat. And with O'Neal out with the hammy injury, he should provide that pop that's been missing from the right side. And hopefully it can help reignite this offense because it needs something. It needs something. And speaking of reigniting things, have you noticed that the summer is winding down? Have you? The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode right here, sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But... But it's in a chewable tablet, and it's at a fraction of the cost, which is great for everybody. You can take them anytime, day or night. That way you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever the opportunity arises that you might need to get a little boost there. Now, the process is simple. Here's what you do. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll uh, receive your prescription within days. And the best part about this is that it's all done online. You, you don't have to have the, the visits to the doctor's office, the awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You know, because in moments like this, you think everybody's staring at you. You know, everybody knows what you're there for. You don't have to worry about that. It's all taken care of. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped direct to your door, and they do it in a discreet package. So you don't have to worry about the mailman thinking different of you either. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? You want her thinking about you not only when you're in the bedroom, but afterwards, after you've left, you want her thinking about you and like, wow, dude's got his stuff together. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, you chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners today. Here's what you do. You try Blue Chew for free. When you use our promo code locked on to checkout, and all you got to do is pay the five dollars in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on. You get your first month absolutely free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Got to stay safe out there. Once again, we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. John Denton from MLB.com did another cool piece on Albert Pujols recently. I mean, a lot of people are doing pieces on him because of what's going on right now. And uh, But Denton's one of my favorites at MLB.com. So we got to uh, talk with the machine about the chase for 700, which I know we're all enthralled with. Um, talks with him about the success that he's had this season and that he's clearly heard that fans want him to come back. They think after the success he's had this year, Albert, why are you hanging it up? Why don't you come back for another season? Especially if, heaven forbid, he doesn't get the 700, which I do think he's going to do. 
I don't think the season gets away without him getting the 700. Now, one of the quotes in the article from Albert says, I think Yachty and myself could play a couple of more years if we decided to do that. But at the end of the day, you have to go with your heart. For myself, I said it in spring training and said it early because I knew something like this was going to happen. I knew if I had a good year or a lot of success, people thought I would change my mind. But when I say something, I will do it. So I'm going to retire after the World Series, enjoy my life, my career, and my family. Now, that sounds pretty certain, right? I mean, he, he's, he's obviously said, this is it. This is all I got left. I don't want to go any further. But I'm also a Green Bay Packers fan, and I saw Brett Favre retire and come back and retire and come back and retire and come back. He did it multiple times, ends up going to the Jets, then he goes to the Vikings, He's all over the place. Now, I don't think Albert's going to pull that off and try to extend his career any longer outside of St. Louis. But never say never, right? You know, that, that's what I that's what I want you to take away from this. Never say never. But Albert, he's never really waned on this subject. And it doesn't appear that 700 is the motivating factor in his success this season either. According to him, another quote from the article here, I'm not chasing anything. That's something the media is playing with. I've never chased any numbers. And 22 years later, I'm definitely not going to chase anything. In my career, I've been so blessed with everything that I've accomplished in my life. What I'm chasing right now is another ring. That's what I'm chasing for the city of St. Louis and for our fans. And that's why I signed back this year. Going back to St. Louis, I knew we were going to have a great ball club and hopefully get the chance to win a championship and hopefully finish this chapter that I started 21 years ago. Now, part of me does believe that the ring factor is true. But come on, man. You know you want that 700 number, Albert. I mean, he's already passed Alex Rodriguez, which many of us thought he might reach. But most of us didn't think he'd see the at-bats or have the success to be able to get 700. But he's proven me and many others totally wrong this season and has, for the most part, been the best DH option in the Cardinals lineup, especially here in the second half of the season. So Ali just keeps penciling him in there. And uh, and not just against lefties, against righties, too. It hasn't mattered here in the second half if it's a right-hander or a lefter. He's, he's been in the lineup more times than not. And sure, Albert has struggled recently, again, hitting 196 in September. Most of the lineup has struggled here in September. But all season, when he was in there, I know you could feel it. I could, too. Just that added energy in the ballpark when he was in the lineup, especially in the second half. July, August, where he hit 320 and then hit 361 respectively with 11 home runs combined in the two months. It's just been a special season to watch him strive for elite greatness that the number 700 would command if and when he finally gets there. I still think he's going to do it. He's still pounding the lefties. 356, 12 home runs, 28 RBIs this year. Righties, eh, 195. We knew that he didn't hit righties very well. And that's why he was going to be in the lineup against lefties for most of the season. But what he's done differently this year against righties, the 195, not good. But still, seven home runs, 25 RBIs, more than serviceable. And I wonder if he were to come back next season, would it be the same when there's no magic number to go after? Now, I'd never doubt the machine and his abilities. But personally, I'm hoping he gets to the milestone this year. I think we all feel that way. I think Major League Baseball feels that way. 
I hope, and I think you do too, if you're watching and listening to this podcast, that the Cardinals can win a championship this season. I mean, they're at least going to make the playoffs. Magic number down to six. They're going to get in. And I also hope that he and Yachty, and if need be, Adam Wainwright, could ride off into that sunset like the legends that they are, never feel the need to look back and wonder, what if? All three of them, nothing left to prove to anyone. They've set records. They've thrilled millions of people. And they deserve this happy ending that they've built for themselves. So, Albert, next year, I don't think you're going to see it. I don't think it's going to happen. Do I think he's going to hit 700? I do believe he's going to do that. Up next, though, uh, we're going to discuss some players whose careers are just getting underway with this week's Farm Report. Coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. So let's start off with the record-tying hitter that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Congratulations to Moises Gomez. What did Mr. Gomez do? Well, he hit his 37th home run of the season on Tuesday to tie the all-time record for a Cardinals minor league player and is also at the top of all of minor league baseball in that category. Now, we talked about him in a previous episode a couple of weeks ago. Gave you a little background on him. Let's rehash it a little bit because he deserves the acknowledgement 24 years old, was in the Tampa Bay Rays organization. They released him. Cardinals signed him for this year. Uh, started out at AA Springfield, where he was mashing everything in sight. 321, 23 home runs, and 54 RBIs in 60 games. <laughs> like, that's nuts. He gets called up to AAA Memphis, earns some uh, playing time. And since then, he's hitting 271, 14 home runs, 34 RBIs. So his combined season all together, 298 average, 37 bombs, 88 RBIs in 113 games. That's getting it done, guys. That's getting it done. Now, it's not all good news. It's not all sunshine and rainbows and, and flowers with Gomez because the guy strikes out a lot. A combined 162 times this year, and he's walked just 48. So he's up there hacking, boys and girls, swinging for, for power. He's not trying to just hit a little base hit into right field. He's not doing that. Like, he's trying to put the ball over the wall. But it's been a breakout season for him, and it continues at Memphis. So uh, pretty cool stuff, considering that he didn't have a job coming into the season, and the Cardinals were like, eh, let's give him a shot. It's paid off. It's paid off so far. And I hope this is one of those prospects that he continues on this path and the Cardinals don't give up on him and just let him walk. And then he goes somewhere else and ends up having a pretty good career. Kind of like, you know, a guy that went to, I'm not going to name his name, but he went to the Texas Rangers and has been pretty darn good. Last name's Garcia. That's all I'm going to tell you. But um, yeah, kind of let that one get away, didn't we? Uh, congratulations to right-handed pitcher Gordon Graceffo. He was named the Texas League Pitcher of the Week at AA Springfield. He's 22 years old, retired the first 17 batters in his final start of 2022, allowing one hit, nine strikeouts over six shutout innings. It is his second Pitcher of the Week win this year. Club's number five prospect has not allowed a run over his last three starts, and he wraps up the season 10-6 and six with a 2.97 ERA. Big future for Gordon Graceffo. Uh, looking forward to seeing his progress. He'll make it up to AAA Memphis next year, no problem. Uh, how about Joshua Baez, outfielder, number 11 overall prospect for the Cardinals, according to the MLB pipeline. Uh, Baez missed more than two months with a left wrist injury, so he was hurt for a lot of the season. 
he didn't return to single a Palm beach lineup until uh, August 16th. So a little over a month he's been playing. And from that point until the end of the season, 19 year old, by the way, on fire, slashing 303, 434, 561, three home runs, one triple, six doubles, all of that in 21 games coming off a wrist injury, which have you ever swung a bat and how important your wrists are when it comes to that? So knowing that he had confidence after the injury and to be able to put those numbers up pretty darn good. Now he strikes out a lot too, 30 times and 83 plate appearances, 36.1%. That's not good. You're going to have to bring that down just a little bit. We've seen what striking out at that rate can do. Nolan Gorman back in Memphis because he can't put the ball in play. But the 2021 second rounder put up some of uh, Palm Beach's best exit velocities, topping out with a max of 111.6 on September 10th. So the Duke can hit. And again, 19 years old, single A Palm Beach. Will he start a double A Springfield next year? We'll see. Uh, how about some of the big guys? Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Tink Hentz, your number one, two, and six prospects in the farm system per MLB pipeline. They're all going to be competing in the Arizona Fall League, which starts next month in October. Walker finished up the year hitting 306 with 19 home runs, 68 RBIs, and 22 stolen bases in 119 games played. People were really hoping he could get one more home run because he would have been the first 2020 guy in the history of the Cardinals farm system, if I if I read all of that correctly. So that would have been something special, but he falls one short, 19 home runs, 22 stolen bases, but heck of a season for Jordan Walker. Uh, Mason Wentz, scorching at the plate at A-ball where he hit 349 with 15 stolen bases without getting thrown out. And he did all of that in 33 games before he got called up to double-A Springfield. Average dipped a little bit, hit 258, but he showed some pop. He only had one home run at A-ball. At double-A, he ends up hitting 11 home runs. He drives in 48, and he swipes 28 bags in 33 attempts. So his final combined numbers on the year at A-ball and double-A, 283, 12 home runs, 63 RBIs, 43 stolen bases in 119 games. And again, he only got thrown out 28, 30, five times. So he stole 43, got thrown out five times. It's pretty darn good percentage. You can see why the guys in the front office are excited about him playing shortstop for the big league club at some point in the future. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on there. The pop was something that I was uh, really impressed with to, to end up with 11 home runs and double a, that's pretty good. So obviously he'll start at triple a Memphis probably next year. Uh, you're going to see a lot of these guys in camp though, for uh, spring training. Like they'll all get invited, get to play with some of the big guys like Goldie and Arenado. And uh, I mean, there's outside shots they make the team, but more than likely he'll begin the season at AAA next year. And how about Team Kids in A-ball all season? A-ball. Didn't go any higher than that, which is fine. 16 starts, only through 52 and a third innings by design, by the way. So his record was 0-1 because he would only go like four innings into a game. Again, by design. It's not something he was doing wrong. ERA, 1.38. He struck out 81 hitters while walking just 15. Opponents hit just 174 against them, and his whip was a minuscule 0.88. Big things on the horizon for Tinkens. Uh, I'm hoping to have Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects with us next week to talk about these guys even more as uh, we look at both the present and the future of this Cardinals franchise. But uh, a lot of things to be excited about down at the farm system, and Lindsey will hopefully enlighten us a little bit more on some of the other names because we've seen the guys I just mentioned. Alec Burleson has come up. 
although he struggled since he's come up to the big club, but had a huge year at AAA Memphis. Uh, Nolan Gorman obviously was doing great things, got called up, hit well, and started struggling, but he's a big prospect for the team as well. Juan Yepes up on the team. So um, they've got talent. They've got talent with some of these uh, older guys like Albert and Yachty moving on. They've got some talent that's coming up. Um, I'm curious what Lindsey thinks about the catching prospects like Yvonne Herrera. Uh, I would love to get his uh, his knowledge on what he thinks about those guys. So uh, hopefully we'll get a schedule set up and uh, we'll get Lindsey to join us next week. Once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. He brings the humor, the passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Cardinals got an eight-and-a-half game lead in the division. Their magic number is down to six. They're going to win this division. It's going to happen. Pujols is at 698 with 13 to play. He's going to hit 700. I, I just believe it in my heart and every fiber of my body that it's going to happen. Miles Michaelis on the bump against lefty Blake Snell tonight at Petco Park in San Diego. Can the Cardinals offense wake up against a left-hander who has won a Cy Young award? So he's not some scrub left-hander that's coming up there tonight. So we'll see what happens. First pitch, 840 St. Louis time. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. The likes are very, very important. Please, we get all of these views and then I get like 20-something likes. All right. How am I getting hundreds and hundreds of views on these videos and only 20 of you are liking it? And it's not that people are disliking it. That's not the problem. We're just not getting the likes. The likes are what help the channel grow and become a, a bigger thing for, for the YouTube audience. So please take the time. Go down to the bottom left there and just bing, hit that like button. If you aren't subscribed already, make sure you do that as well. Be sure to follow on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. 